Welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love, where talking about sex goes beyond the taboo and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. Today, I'm excited to be talking about Sensate Focus, Mindful Touch for Reconnecting to Your Sensual and Sexual Self. We're going to be talking today to Linda Weiner, owner of Sex Therapist St. Louis, She will talk about Sensate Focus, the mindful touching technique for reconnecting to your sensual and sexual self and enhancing your sex life. Linda describes it as turning off the chatter and tuning into your body. Linda is a licensed clinical social worker, a certified diplomat in sex therapy, a supervisor for certification in sex therapy and sexuality counseling, and a continuing education provider for the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. She was trained at Masters and Johnson's Institute and worked there for five years as the director and training of workshops and as a research and clinical associate. Her career evolved into a private practice as a therapist specializing in sexual and relationship concerns. Linda began publishing articles on sensate focus, mindful, and somatic touch techniques with co-author Dr. Constance A.V. Clark and authored a book entitled Sensate Focus in Sex Therapy, the Illustrated Manual, which was published in 2017. Her current interest is in transmitting information about the use of sensate focus techniques to physicians and allied health professionals who often are the first contact with sexually distressed individuals. Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much, Joe. We finally did it. I'm thrilled to be on your show. I'm thrilled to have you here. I just feel like you are the premier person to talk about Sensate Focus, even though it's been around forever and everybody's been doing it. You you wrote a really great book with illustrations on couples doing Sensate Focus. And then I went to your workshop and it was so helpful to have it filled in. Because, you know, when we're trained as sex therapists, it's like, just do Sensate Focus. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but like fill in the meat. So maybe you'll do that. Well, hopefully you'll do that today. A little bit. I hope to. Yes. Can you tell the um, listeners, what is it? So Sensate Focus is really just simply a series of touching uh, experiences that you can use for yourself to reconnect to your body and calm yourself. and uh, Or you can use it with a partner to reduce pressure between the two of you to turn on or get something done so it lets you relax a little bit so that maybe you'll be able to feel some sexual interest. Uh, it, it, it's a very simple technique, but it does so many wonderful things. All right. So normally how we're trained to use it is a couple comes in, they either haven't had sex for quite a while, or they're trying to have sex and they have erectile disappointment, or the woman has her own performance anxiety issues. So we say, take intercourse off the table and, and orgasm off the table for a minute and do sensate focus, right? Yes. Well, I even go beyond that. And I say, Take away any attempt to give pleasure or receive pleasure and do it totally neutrally as a form of meditation on sensations, just focusing on Mm. what is the temperature, what is the texture, because we get very caught up in performance and expectations. So even though you're saying, you know, let's take sex per se off the table, there's still been an expectation in the field because of the 1970 book Masters and Johnson wrote, which they didn't change their information in many publications. And so a lot of counselors are still asking people to touch, not to get an erection or to get aroused, but touch to give pleasure to your partner or have pleasure for yourself, which if you're a person with a sexual difficulty, sex is quote touching, even taking off your clothes is anything but pleasure enhancing. 
Okay, it's still yes. very anxiety provoking. Later on, after they sort of get the gist and their sexual problems, their le level of interest is increasing, getting better, uh, erections are getting better, then you encourage the partner to give and take and show and tell and become more adventurous once they can function. That's where Sensei Focus 2, or once we've dealt with the issue, let's enhance and optimize our sexual relationship. So that's the piece that I'm really trying to get out there, which I think will help clients uh, and individuals with lower expectations of that they're supposed to feel pleasure. I'm thinking maybe there'll be more people who actually do the exercises because mm -hmm. one of the things therapists say, Joe, don't they, is that, ah, my biggest problem is I can't get him to do it. Yes. And the clients come in and say, we didn't do it. We thought it was boring. What's the point? Yeah. And what would you, I like what you're saying. The point is enhancement and optimization. Is that what you said? Yes. Uh huh. If you're not having a sexual difficulty like low desire. Okay. Right. It's just more about performance. Yes. Right. Uh -huh. Which I hate saying performance. Right. You know how there was uh -huh. a meme that said, it's not a performance. Your penis doesn't take a bow at the end and get an applause. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but many men expect and do it themselves, but they don't yeah. you know, applause. What they do is diminish themselves if it's not perfect performance yeah. every time. Yeah. Have you, you heard what I'm saying? I, I learned it from, I don't even know who in the field, erectile disappointment rather I than erectile that. That's a very cool way to put it. Because oh. dysfunction sounds so, or disorder sounds so, with so Heavy. many men having issues, why do we have to make it something, you know, uh, Right, unusual? and often it's not. Right. And if it's not physical, it's not a dysfunction. It could be anxiety. Anxiety is the dysfunction, not the erectile disapp exactly. the disappointment. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the performance pressure to both have an erection, keep an erection, uh, and have your partner experience pleasure. Uh, uh, so, you you know, sort of uh, supposed to take care of them first because uh, that's what we've been told. Right. And that's what I like. So if people go and they find this and you, ha I use your um, hand, you have a handout with Neil Cannon and uh, Avery Clark. Um, that's five steps that I, what I learned and I loved it. Maybe I knew it, but you saying it in your presentation helped me uh, that when the, when you're touching your partner, it's not about you touching them, right? It's about the partner being touched and teaching you how to touch them. Right. Uh, no, sorry, oh. Joe. Yeah, I got it wrong. <laughs> I wholly respect you as a sex therapist and even with people still talking about pleasure with their clients, this, this sensate focus is so potent that even so most therapists in a, in a recent survey said that their clients improved and they used it for many different kinds of sexual dysfunctions. But I'm imagining that if we reduce pressure even more, they don't have to give pleasure or feel pleasure. They don't even have to want to do it. Just do it. And see what happens as you turn off this thinking brain, get yeah. into the primal brain, and the flow begins to happen. That's the theory behind doing it this way. And I wonder if more clients wouldn't drop out, if they would be more willing to do it. Uh, but it works anyway. But would it work better if we described it this way? I'm trying to do a study comparing... Uh, clients who were given the pleasure definition versus clients that were given the definition of touch as a mindfulness practice. You know, in a mm -hmm. mindfulness practice, you uh, usually focus on a sound like om, or you focus on something visual, a flame. Mm -hmm. In this, in mindful touch, what happens, Joe, is that uh, when you're touching and you're focused on what's it feel like, what's the temperature, what's the texture, does it feel different if I use more pressure 
or less pressure. So it's all about me and what I'm experiencing sensually. So you're having a meditation. If your mind goes off to, I wonder if my partner's doing okay with this, you turn it back to the mm. meditation. Just like when you're meditating and your mind wanders, which it will, mm -hmm. with this, you're bringing it back to a meditation on what things feel like sensually. So you're bringing yourself back to your own body experience because sex happens when the brain is turned off, when the thinking brain is turned off and you're in the primal brain and your body knows what to do. You've just gotten out of the way with all your anxiety, your worries, your performance fears, and you let your body take over. It's really similar to sleep. Let me describe this. Uh, am I boring you yet? I hope not. No, no, keep going. <laughs> so uh, sex being a natural function, it means your body really knows what to do if we can just get the thinking mind out of the way. In the same way, we all know how to fall asleep. And generally, unless you're getting in my age group where it gets a little more challenging to, to fall asleep. But if you're having difficulty because you're worried about something and you're creating anxiety, which then creates the opposite of dopamine, you can't fall asleep. And the more you lie there, you go, oh, my God, if I don't get to sleep pretty soon, I'm, tomorrow's going to be a complete wreck. And then you just stress yourself out more and then you can't. It takes you further and further away from your capacity to sleep. So they tell you, count sheep. And Joe, I used to think counting sheep was to bore you to sleep. Mm. But no, <laughs> while you're counting sheep, you can't be worrying about tomorrow. So you can't turn your mind off, but you can turn it to something that doesn't freak you out. Mm -hmm. okay. And that opens a natural pathway for the natural function to assert itself and you fall asleep. Same thing with sensate focus. You're focused on temperature, texture, pressure. For seconds, your mind is turned off. You're in your body. I liken it to when people get in the shower. A lot of people, when the temperature's right, they put their head back and they go, ah. Oh, nice. Yes. And they're not thinking about anything. They're in pure, sensual, somatic experiencing. And that's the state we're trying to get to with sensate focus. I'm sorry I talked on and on, but. No, 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 you're good. I, I'm not one of those. I'm a different kind of host. I don't need to share. It's not about me. It's about you and your work. But I do want to make sure that I can send clients to this when this is published because huh? I want them to, you know, hear you and, and really, because some people don't like to read. Can you just say, so, because I, I want to make sure I get it. So. The couple says, okay, we're having these issues. All right. So you're going to go into the bed. Mm -hmm. Are you dressed? Are you not dressed? What is a step-by-step -step process? Can you talk that through? Okay. It really depends on what the couple uh, negotiates or what the individual who's doing it themselves feels like they can and will do. Not want, but mm -hmm. will. Okay. Uh, because there's always going to be a little anxiety. And so uh, it might look different if you've had a lot of, say, sexual trauma you're not going to start nude in the bedroom with no breast and genital, your turn, my turn, touching. You might start in the living room with hand caressing, just trying to get focused on what that feels like and manage your anxiety. So it's uh, what the couple negotiates or what the therapist negotiates with the individual or the couple. I see. determines the first step. But generally, yes, the first step is if you can be nude together in the bedroom at some time other than sleep time, because it generally doesn't work out, and try mm -hmm. not to turn on the TV first and do the touching later, because it won't happen. Schedule yeah. a time. Uh, get naked if you can. Otherwise, wear your, your underwear. Uh, and touch, using only your hands and fingers, head to toe, front to back, avoiding the breasts and genitals, focusing on those three things. Temperature, where on my partner's body do he, she, or they feel 
warmer or cooler, texture, uh, softness versus roughness. And it's not good or bad. It's just what is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And pressure. Does it feel differently to me when I put more pressure down and I touch or less? And the partner is taking in for themselves. How does it feel to them? Temperature, texture, and Mm. pressure-wise. But they have a big responsibility, and that is the only way that their partner can touch for themselves is if the person being touched will say, move the other person's hand. If it feels uh, awkward, irritating, psychologically disturbing, it's not traffic copying what I want. Mm. It's not right now, dear. And dear would take it as a compliment, not a criticism. Because Mm -hmm. in this culture, particularly men have been taught they're supposed to be the magic toucher and anticipate how their female or female identified partner wants to be touched. And it's just, you know, uh, so we emphasize, uh, let your partner know if it's uncomfortable and partner take it as a compliment, not a criticism. And then it moves from once the person is able to exhibit the magic formula, touch for themselves, focus on sensations, and bring themselves back from distractions. A distraction is anything other than temperature, texture, pressure, especially evaluating, do I feel good? Am I getting an erection? Uh, Do I think I'm going to get turned on? Will my partner be upset? All of those are those distracting negative thoughts that make Mm -hmm. you anxious, so you make it temperature, texture, pressure. When you've got that, you can then move on to maybe uh, include breasts or breasts and genitals, And then it moves on to increasingly what we would call erotic uh, genital to genital touch without insertion. And then uh, uh, insertion and uh, playing a stride just without insertion is the most fun, most uh, female identified people have ever had. Wait, what does it say it again? Uh, When uh, the female identified partner goes astride her partner. And touches, if it's male, uses his penis any way she wants for herself without inserting. It's like, wow, I've never done that before. It was always like, got it close, get it in, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So um, then, as I said, later, once couples are comfortable and are have a decent sexual relationship in terms of function, then we put the gilding on the lily. And what do you really like? And what are your kinks? And uh, what have you always fantasized about trying? Not what did you try with your previous lover? That mm-hmm, can never mm-hmm. go well. <laughs> now, you, don't, you don't know me very well, but I absolutely hate expressions, and especially if I don't know what they mean. So what does gilding and the lilding or whatever gilding the hell you just lily. said? Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> overdoing it. It's already good. Uh-huh. Oh. And so now you're putting an unnecessary layer on it. Okay, got uh, it. And so gilding the lily. But thank you, Joe, because <laughs> uh, communication should be absolutely understood. So now let me go ahead go and on. ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, oh, so what do couples, uh, this happens a lot, right? They come back and they say, uh, we blew it. We ended up having intercourse. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Well, I say uh, secretly to myself, yay, they can still do <laughs> it. <laughs> and they got carried away and there's hope. Okay. And then I say to them, well, that's nice that you were able to experience that together. I'm really glad, and it underscores that, yes, there is some heartbeat to your sex life. Uh, But you've said to me that you want it to be regular 
not accidental. And so I'm trying to work with you and, and basically teach you how to have it be less than the moon and the stars are in the right position, but how to have it more regularly, how, how, what you can do to facilitate that kind of experience more regularly. I say it a little less uh, firmly than I just did. I, I'm a little softer as a therapist. Sure, sure. We're on the podcast. We're in a time crunch. So, okay. right. And what about you? Um, talk about the whole thing about sensate focus is to build sexual tension. Can you expand on that? Sure. Uh, you know, if you do some touching with a partner or with yourself and you don't uh, uh, stimulate yourself to orgasm after or an orgasm doesn't occur, you just build tension for the next opportunity. So nothing is energy is never lost. So it's a good thing. Have you ever had an experience where people, um, and I have right, right where I'm, I'm sure you have, but just to, for listeners where uh, negative things come out of this, right? A conflict comes out of this. Oh yes. Uh huh. Because sensate focus will uh, identify where the problem is so that you can work on it. Okay. If there's a yes. power struggle, for example, between the couple, we better identify it and work with it so that it doesn't affect their bedroom behavior. Good. All right. That's very helpful for people to hear because I think people think there's a way to do this. And that's what I love about your book. That's mm -hmm. what I love about your presentation. And now even today is there is no right or wrong way to do this. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not a cookie cutter procedure. Day one, this day two, that as it's often been presented. You talked also about focusing on sharing this knowledge with physicians and allied health professionals so that they can learn uh, working with these couples. How are you doing that? So I'm trying to uh, present more at uh, uh, conferences at, where there is a professional audience, also doing more uh, workshops with that, uh, with that focus, and I'll be increasing that as we go along. Also uh, uh, joining more uh, writing articles for uh, medical journals. Mm, oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was so much, uh, I mean, uh, somatic um, uh, ideas about this make sense to me, but then the mindfulness, mm -hmm. I hadn't really thought about mindfulness. Can you explain what that means for people? Because mm -hmm. listeners may be like, what does that even mean? I hear it all the time. What do you mean? Uh, mindfulness is just a state of suspension of troubled thinking. It's blanking the mind. And then subsequently being able, blanking the mind of anxiety and distracting thoughts and being able to focus on the here and now. Uh, what does this uh, piece of fruit really taste like if I'm not watching the TV, reading the newspaper, and just eating? If I actually focus on it and can focus on tasting it, that's mindfulness, that, mm. that you're in the, in, the, in the experience, not just uh, participating in it but psychologically right. connected to it. Which mm -hmm. is really the contributor to performance anxiety, right? Yeah. They're mm -hmm. spectating themselves. They're overthinking exactly. themselves. Uh -huh. They're watching themselves from a corner of the room rather than being in the experience. And have you ever had a good time at a party when you're asking yourself, am I having a good time at the party? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, what do you say about why you got into this? Like we all do sensate focus. We all learn it in sex therapy trainings, but you've made a career out of it. What brought you to make, do that? So I was teaching a course on human sexuality at Washington University, and I was going to give them a reading in sensate focus as part of their education. And when I started looking at the literature again, it was all about performance in terms mm. of pleasure and touching for the other rather than touching for yourself. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I went to training at Masters and Johnson. They never mentioned this. And though I read that older book, 
it didn't register. So suddenly it occurred to me, oh my gosh, they never published much about it, except mm. if you went to their conferences, you learned about it. Uh, if you, uh, uh, if you um, did research with them or work there, you knew about it, but they didn't publish in any major journal when mm. they had made, I believe, the total conceptual and instructional change. Instead of touching for the other and for pleasure, you're touching for self, and that leads to pleasure for them and for you. Mm. So mm -hmm. you don't have to add to the performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great that you did this. So you really brought it into the 21st century. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, because I was told, oh, that's such old stuff. Why do you want to write a book about it? Let's move on yeah. to something new. And I'm like, but wait, nobody knows how to do it the way right. I learned it, the way they conceptualized it later for what I think are really good reasons uh, to modify it. Yes, and what I love about it, and you consulted with me when you were writing your book, it's just that you added LGBT into it too, because mm -hmm. a lot of people do not do that. Yeah, well, you know, of course. Uh, diversity and, and helping all people and recognizing differences uh, should be part of what we do. Do you know, um, I've just thought about this recently. I don't know why it never occurred to me. Maybe you're going to say this is something you've always thought about. But people can do Sensate Focus alone, right? Absolutely. You can do it alone. And uh, if you read my book or uh, even go to YouTube or tune in again to have your friend turn into Joe's uh, podcast, uh, you can do it yourself. Just getting relaxed, focusing on your body tunes off the mind, relaxes you, improves your immunity, mm. decreases depression, <laughs> gives you a sense of joy, whether you have an orgasm or not, you know, just touching because touch is magic. And it is the original bonding chemical and the original oxytocin chemical and the original way that we felt safe and loved mm. is having skin to skin contact with our caretakers. The essence of touch is love, relaxation, peacefulness, mental and physical health. I think I'm going to do this right after this podcast. All right. <laughs> You'll have to be nude though, Joe. Yeah, that's right. I'm in an office alone, so nobody. <laughs> so um, we have to come to an end. Anything else that I didn't ask you that you thought, you know, that's important that, to say in this podcast? Uh, well, I think uh, that this can really help with self-love, with body acceptance, a body that can bring you pleasure that is soft and warm. And if you're doing this without judgment and every time you think a negative thought about your body, you bring it back to temperature, texture, and pressure. I think that that is a, a very positive way, especially if you have had some post, uh, you have some post-cancer treatment mm. uh, uh, concerns about body image or uh, your body is aging. It's a different body. Mm. So body acceptance, I think, is another important point uh, besides the health, mental health and physical benefits Yes, of just touching yourself or being touched. Such a good point. It, it really, I was thinking, I've used it with transgender, you know, in their bodies when they have feel disowned in certain parts of their body and where they have, but it's a great tool, I think for everyone, mm -hmm. but particularly people who are trans that are having issues, well, any body image issues, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I'd love to hear more about your experience. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. So where can people find you, Linda? So the best place to find me is uh, at my website, www.sextherapiststlouis, that's S-T-L-O-U-I-S, uh, at gmail, I'm sorry, dot com. Uh, and my email is uh, sextherapiststlouis 
uh, at gmail.com. I also have an Instagram. I also have all the social media, but I'm kind of old school. Yeah. Well, no, if you have all that social media, you're not old school. But I have an army of people who assist. Yeah, yeah, so do I. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so very much. I'm so excited to have you here. I've been great conversation. Good to see you. Yeah, well, your work is just so good. And I sat in that. I thought, I've sensate focus. What can I learn? What what else could she teach? And, And so much. So thank you, Linda. Absolutely. Linda, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. You can hear more of my podcasts at Smart Sex, Smart Love, and also you can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, my handle is at Dr. Joe Court, and my website is JoeCourt, J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy.